the gathering a place where sisters meet listen i really don't believe in coincidence Mm -mm, nah child god has a way you hear me (laughs) honey in july of 1975 sherman and wanda aubrey and mary welcome two beautiful baby girls you know there he is sherwanda yvette and audrey and jerice let me tell y'all just how strategic God is. (laughs) He knew that Nunu was going to need someone as headstrong, if not stronger than Nunu in her world. (laughs) So guess what it is? He made sure that Jerice and Nunu will be born a day apart. (laughs) Yep. Who else can say that their friendest friend is less than 24 hours younger than them? Y'all, we are more than friends. We're sisters. Today I have with me my folk, my forever and ever a man friend. She is a rock and a safe place. Y'all, I have my partner Jerice with me. Jerice, say hey to the people. Hello. I listen to her, y'all. Hello. She got her principal voice on. <laughs> y'all, when I think about bonds, no pun intended, I think about this chick here. But that's not what we're going to chat about today. Jerice has taught me a lot. She has held my hand during some of the most times of my life. She is my Y person. Not the letter before Z, but my W-H-Y person. I'm extreme in some areas, and she always calls me on me. And y'all, she asks me, why? I'm so glad that she helps me to reflect and consider myself. So today I brought her along because she, like me, is a natural caregiver and she's taught me in recent times the importance of checking on your strong friend. So today we're going to spend a little howdy just chatting about caring for self. I ain't talking about pedicures and massages, but I'm talking about, I just want y'all to know, uh, you know, taking care of myself, literally nursing myself. And that I want y'all to know that there's nothing wrong with intentionally serving yourself. In other words, taking out time to regard, serve, and consider yourself. What a revelation. Jerice, at what point in time or was there something, you know, uh, was there an epiphany or something that happened that caused you to shift? Or maybe you didn't shift, but you decided to make the conscious decision to just focus on self. I guess there is no specific time that I decided to focus on self. As a matter of fact, I am still learning how to take care of myself. It's so so funny that you're talking about self-care. I preach self-care all the time, but I have to really, really focus on making myself take care of me. Mm -hmm. I realized about 
maybe about five years ago, it really hit me hard how hard I go at work and how hard I go after taking care of my baby and my family and making sure everybody's good. And one day I was sitting and thinking and just beginning to realize how uncared for I felt towards myself. Mm -hmm. I was talking to someone else not too long ago, and we were just talking about how so often we find ourselves sacrificing ourselves for the sake of others. I think it's kind of unconsciously taught because we're strong, because we seem to have it together. And a lot of times we do. And there are a lot of times we don't have it together. I think people just automatically assume that we can handle the world. Five years ago, it just hit me that I was not taking care of myself. And you said it a few minutes ago. We're not talking about pedicures. We're not talking Mm -hmm. about massages. We're talking about emotional, physical, mental self-care. So I'm not where I want to be, but I'm in a more conscious place to the point of learning how to make decisions that are reflective of me beginning to take care of myself. Yeah. And that's very hard for me. Um, you know, and, and sometimes I, I think of how I go hard for people and why, you know, like I said, you kind of sometimes throw that why in my face. I don't always like to hear it. I don't like the mirror that you put in my face sometimes, but I think sometimes I go so hard for people because I would really love for somebody to go that hard for me. (laughs) I don't know if you can identify with, you know, the reason why, but I think about how um, there are times when I really want something. So I'll try to make it happen for someone else, or I would have loved to have been celebrated this way. So I make sure that I celebrate somebody else that way. And so I think that's one of the reasons why I do that. But I am learning that I don't have to wait for someone to celebrate me. I don't have to wait for someone to honor me, um, that I can do these things for myself. And in doing these things for myself, I'm caring for myself. I'm meeting a need or a want or a desire for myself. And I think about years ago, this was before we had, uh, whole lines or call ID and all that stuff. I remember when my mother decided to take care of herself because again, you know, I'm going to be honest and say, I think I inherited this got to be strong, got to be this for everybody. And I think a lot of us women do that, especially African-American when we inherit this desire to just, or I don't even want to call it a desire. We just inherit this got to take care of everybody, you know, from our mothers or, you know, we see them do it. So we do it. But I do remember the day not the day, but a time when my mama decided to take care of herself. Um, My mom always did things for people. And sometimes I think she did things for people to her own hurt. But I remember when she started taking the phone off the hook. I promise you, I did not understand it. And I would get so upset with her. And I would say like, what if there's an emergency? What if, and I'm a child, you know, could have got slapped. What if there's an emergency? What if somebody really needs you? And I didn't understand then that at that time she needed to charge up. She needed to refill, you know, and she needed to be in the place where she could be okay with her thoughts. She can think her thoughts through. And I remember that. And that's something that I have not done for myself. You know, busy, 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 busy. But I'm learning in being busy. I'm neglecting self. 
What are some of the ways, because I told you my mama took the phone off the hook. <laughs> uh, what are some of the ways that you intentionally care for yourself? One of the things that I'm learning how to do is stop, turn everything off. Now, most people who know me know I love music. No, I live music, but I got to a place where I didn't want to hear anything. I wanted mm-hmm. silence. It, it, I think self-care, you know, it, it's taking care of yourself, but it's also getting to a place of having conscious thoughts. I think mm-hmm. we are so busy sometimes that we're just in, uh, what is it, autopilot? We just do. Yeah. We get yeah. up, we go, we work, we come home, we do it all over again. But one of the things for me, self-care wise, was stopping all of the going, was taking the time to turn the music off, turn the turn the TV off and listen to my own thoughts, make sense of what I was thinking, make sense of what I am feeling. Um, It's not even a was thing. It's something I'm learning how to do. And I've said that before. I'm learning how to do it. That's one thing. One of the other things is just kind of getting away. I used to feel so guilty because I wanted to travel without my child. And I would feel bad, but I said, I take her somewhere every year. I spend extra money on her. I am, I overdo it actually uh, when Mm -hmm. it comes to her. I said, I owe myself that. And I think in self-care, I heard what you said about sometimes we do things to show people what we really wish they would do for us. But I think, too, with self-care, we don't really realize how valuable we really are. And in us not realizing our true worth, and and maybe I'm just speaking for me, maybe in me not realizing my true worth on this earth or my true worth as it relates to God or my true worth, whatever, in relationships, I take care of other people to make me feel like I'm doing something. But I'm learning that I am worth the sacrifice. I am worth the extra money. I am worth taking the day off. I am worth not listening to people chatter about crap. I'm worth making decisions that are about me. Too often we we tell ourselves, oh, well, we're being selfish. But Mm -hmm. sometimes... We've been taught that selfishness is a bad thing, and I don't think we should be selfish per se, but I think there's a part of us that should be selfish to the point of taking care of ourselves. We can sacrifice ourselves until Jesus comes back, and then there's there's nothing else to give, and people will people will go on. They'll figure out how to eat. They'll figure out how to get the work done. They'll figure it out. And so it's one. So I guess to answer your question, one of the things is just turning everything off and listening to my own thoughts. Uh, One of the other things is just taking the time, trusting in myself enough to know that I'm valuable enough to take those days off, to take me a vacation without everybody else. So those are two of the things I do. And of course, hanging out with friends, just the typical relaxation type things. But those are the two big things that I've learned how to do for myself. And so I'm I'm in the early stages of self-care, <laughs> the very early stages. And I'll be honest, one of the reasons why I am trying to intentionally nurture myself is because I have a daughter. I have a daughter. And, you know, Trinity and I talk a lot 
you know, I'm very frank with my daughter. I admit my faults to her. It's just something I just choose to do. I don't want her to ever see me as perfect because I'm not. I don't want her to model her life after mine. I want her to be who she is. But in all honesty, a lot of times we do what we saw our mamas do. And so that's one of the main reasons why I want to practice taking care of myself because I want her to know that it is okay to care for herself. And so in a conversation we were having and it was about friendships and I was saying to her, don't always go into somebody's world. I think it starts young. We start young with making sure that we make sure everybody else's world is colored or is flavored. Allow people to come into your world or, you know, and I, and I was talking to her about, you know, just mutual, mutual friendships and everything and mutuality. And I was like, cause sometimes, and, and, and just like you said, in a, in a nutshell, we teach people how to treat us. And so we kind of teach them that, you know, this person is okay or that they like doing this or they like being stressed or, or stretched. And in that we really harm ourselves. You know, it's like, um, I don't know if this is the right word to say, but it's almost like parasitic in some kind of ways because one person gains, but the other person doesn't. And I remember even going to a counseling session and I remember it being said that you think you're keeping the peace and you think that you everybody's happy, but you're not happy. And I'm thinking, no, I'm trying to make sure everybody's okay. But in making sure that everybody was okay, I overextended myself and often still do. So I said, like I said, I'm in the first stages and I still don't know what to do to take care of me. You know, um, I know that I love to read books and that's probably one way I could say that I'm caring for myself because, you know, if I could eat books, I would. that's just how much I love to read, but I'm still in that stage and I'm trying to unlearn behaviors of being everything for everyone. Because again, I have a daughter. And I want her to know that it's okay to say no, (laughs) that it's okay to not just, you don't have to, you don't have to show up all the time for everybody else. Because if you show up for everybody all the time, when are you ever showing up for yourself? Like you said, sometimes I have everybody's agenda and everybody's calendar so organized, but when it comes to mine, oh, I can't remember. And so I don't want even like I said, we a lot of times pattern ourselves after our mothers. I don't want my daughter to have to feel this way, to have to feel that she's got to take care of everybody else and then neglect herself because you can't be your best self if you don't take care of yourself. You know, I don't know if, you know, um, you've seen this in your life, you know, whether or not you pattern yourself, but I know my mama was a caregiver. I know she was the strong one. She was the rock of the family. She was the one, you know, it's almost like, and this is just a stretch, almost like people make you into a God, but you allow that. And when I say they make you into a God, I'm saying they make it, you know, they're going to come to you for everything, but you make it, you almost idolize yourself too, because You don't think of yourself as being vulnerable, as being someone who needs as well, because you need everybody else's need. You're not even concerned about your needs. I don't know if you agree or disagree, but, you know, that's just to me, that ain't the work of the Lord. (laughs) I know that we are, you know, to, you know, take care of each other. And I think my thing would be, but if I can meet their need, if I can do it, if it's in my power to do it, I should do it. 
But I think I abused that scripture or that whole principle myself and in in abusing that principle, I abused myself. And in so many ways, I can't blame other folk because I know now that I know it is up for up to me to, you know, look at the situation. Mm, Can they do that without me? Uh, You know what? It's time for them to figure that out on their own. And I think, you know, realizing that, like I said, the mirror in my face. And then I'm going to be honest with you, Jerisa, when I saw y'all going on trips and stuff, I would be kind of upset because I'm thinking, you know what? I deserve to go on a trip, but no, you know, so-and-so got this going on. Somebody got this going on. Somebody got that going on. But I'm at a point now where I'm like, you know what? Nunu got this going on. (laughs) So y'all can, you know, y'all can watch, you know, or y'all can take care of yourselves so that I can be who I need to be for myself. I don't know if you have something to piggyback off of what I just said or, you know, an idea. My thought, as you were talking, it reminded me of something I was saying um, the other day. We say yes to others and no to ourselves too Mm. much. You know, Mm -hmm. my helping you should not cost me my peace. And that's what I have learned over the years. And I've even watched my mom do it. Uh, Sacrifice your peace for the sake of caring for others. Now, am I saying don't care for others? Absolutely not. That is what I do. That is my job. That is what that, you know, my heart's desire is to to be pleasing to God and all of that. But mm-hmm. I realize now that sometimes I can say no to you. You may not get what you want so that I can have something that I want sometimes. And that's not a bad thing. Well, you know, we've been taught about sacrifice so much until we don't know <laughs> when to turn it off. You know, yeah. we don't know when enough sacrifice is enough when it comes to taking care of ourselves. But I think the biggest nugget for me is just understanding and learning that helping others should not hurt me. Mm, Now, I'm not saying, you know, I might give my last five. I might give my last to someone, but I have peace about it. Whatever I'm doing should not cost me my peace. And that's the question that I'm beginning to ask myself each day, even as I am learning. And and the reason why I say learning how to to take care of myself, because you said you're in the first stages, who I was at 20, I, you know, I became a totally different person when I turned 30. And Lord knows when I turned 40, I was really a whole <laughs> different person. My needs changed. My desires yeah. changed. And therefore, my self-care changed. What self-care looked like at 20 looks totally different now that I'm older. And so the question that I'm beginning to ask myself daily now is, is this costing me my peace? Mm-hmm. Because part of my peace the impact of impacting my peace is also impacting negatively my health. So I'm realizing that I got to get my peace back or I have to get my peace back so that I can, I can be whole healthy, not just physically healthy or not just mental. I want to be whole healthy, all of me healthy. And so I'm just in, and I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight. And I'm not saying that I can always tell people no, even when I want to tell them no, but I'm getting a whole lot better at it. I'm getting better at it because my peace is worth protecting. Hmm. That's good. That's good. And I guess that's going to be my thing. You know, uh, I always say to my students at school to think is to question and to question is to think. 
So I'm going to ask myself more often, will this cost me peace? How will I feel after I meet this need? Can this person do this without me? Is it going to cost me my peace? Mm. Will I be able to sleep? (laughs) Will I be able to function? Really function? Because I'll be honest and say that there have been times where I have helped somebody and made sure life was grand for them. And then I was left and could not function. I don't believe that's the work of the Lord. I don't. Because I believe that every behavior is a seed. Every behavior is a seed and you're going to get some type of return, you know, uh, on that seed. And so that's going to uh, that, that blessed me, Jerise, when you said, will it cost me my peace? Because, I, you know, we say a lot of stuff, but I never really thought about it. You know, even though I mentioned earlier that I went to a session and he said to me, I'll never forget. He said, you think you're keeping the peace with these folks. But you hurting yourself. You have no peace. And my peace, I guess, as we get ready to end, my peace is just as important as the next person's peace. It really is. It really is just as important. And and you know what? Um, I think sometimes, especially those of us that are raised in church, sometimes we're kind of taught, you know, uh, you know, putting others before yourself. And, and I, I, I'm not saying that that principle is not one that we should practice. But not to the point that you are hurt or not to the point that you have no peace, not to the point where your joy is ripped. Because, again, when we think about joy, we think about, you know, I'm a Christian. So, you know, I think about Jesus and Jesus would not want me to be wounded because I'm, t- I'm taking care of somebody else. Now, again, there are times when I'm meeting the need and my God, do I feel good about it? But those times when I'm meeting a need or not even a need or taking care of something for someone and it did not, I didn't get a return on it (laughs) or the return was bad. I need to do, I need to ask myself or I needed to ask myself before I did it. Is this going to cost you your peace? So as we get ready to go, sisters, I'm going to leave you with, if it's going to cost you your peace, Mm, you need to consider that thing. You need to reconsider that thing because you are just as important as the next person. Your health is important. How about you can't be your best self if you're not your best self? If you have given yourself away totally to the point that it is you don't have you, that you don't have you, then sisters, you might want to reconsider that. Y'all, it's time for us to go. And I just want to thank my friend's friend for joining me. I told y'all she was going to be good. I told y'all she's my Y person, my W-H-Y person, not my letter before the Z. And I just thank you, Jerise, for joining me today at the gathering, a place where sisters meet. And y'all, I do believe that this conversation will probably be continued. So sisters, y'all follow me, okay? Y'all follow me. You know where you can find me. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Hey, tell a friend to tell a friend, all right? And y'all know where you can reach me. You can reach me at the gathering 555 at gmail.com that's the gathering 555 at gmail.com bye bye